Jensen and I'm Brie Piccone and we're late, late to, to the, the party. party a podcast about film fashion and pop culture from two best friends mentally still in 2001 yep. which we're always I'm mentally in 2001 right same it's like always 2001 2001 2002 you know give it or take a year <sighs> those those were the good old days mm-hmm. ah just think about it you come home from school you watch TRL you slap on some like Claire's blue eyeshadow mm-hmm. and like slack on some lip gloss. Some like chunky headphones that are like the audio quality is only so-so, but they look like silvery or metallic and you yes. feel cool. Like you look straight up like Mandy Moore in the candy music video. Mm-hmm. That's why I want those AirPod Maxes so bad. They're so expensive, but I only want them to look like Mandy Moore. Are they the Bluetooth ones or like what are... Yeah. Like, and, and they're yeah. whole like... They're just so Y2K. That's amazing. Oh, well, today we are talking about the 2001 not hit, but it hit in my mind. It's a, a classic in my book. Yeah. Uh, Josie and the Pussycats, starring Rachel Lee Cook, Tara Reed, and Rosario Dawson. All-star cast. Truly. To me, it might as well be like... Marion Cotillard, George Clooney, and I don't know, Stanley Ray Fiennes. Oh, Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci will be in any movie, though. Right. We just saw that, like, I want to dance with somebody. Oh, yeah. With the Whitney Houston biopic. Mm-hmm. Stanley Tucci was in it. I love Stanley Tucci. That, that was such a pleasant surprise. Tucci gang for life. For life. No, like, truly, I love Stanley Tucci. Same. And if he was in Josie and the Pussycats, but you know who's early 2000s Stanley Tucci? Alan Cummings. Yes. Basically, Floop. Floop. Anybody? Hello. Is a madman help us save us? <laughs> yeah. Subliminal messaging. Oh, my God. Well, he plays essentially Floop. Like, right? why it's Floop. But, you know, he kind of looks like Willy Wonka, like the Johnny Depp Willy Wonka. Oh, no. I don't know. That's what it made me think of, because there's this weird music that plays whenever he's doing villain things. I don't know if you noticed. It's always like, do, 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 do. It really is. And I love it. I love everything about it. And he always looks in the camera and like, yeah, he's like, hmm. He like breaks the third wall so much. I love that. Any movie that breaks the third wall is like, okay by me. I really love it. I like this movie. Josie and the Pussycats is the reason why I wanted to do Late to the Party. Yeah, just to talk about this one film. Like, tr- truly? And now that we're here, I feel like it's like I'm out of body. Yeah, the moment is here. It really is the moment. Like, I feel like watching Josie and the Pussycats and like reading just like all the Refinery29 articles and just everything. Like the Vogue article that was like Josie and the Pussycats defines Y2K fashion mm. and just everyone talking about how this movie is, they came around to it and it's so loved and respected now. Now. Makes me feel so vindicated. Yeah. It's only taken like 21 years, but we're here, baby. I think it was ahead of its time. It was too soon. There was too much going on and everyone was still being brainwashed that they couldn't admit it, I think, or see it. I think so. It's really hard to take a step back, like take a time machine to 2001. Mm -hmm. Because, and like in retrospect, I don't think about this a lot. 
but we were still in like in sync boy band mania. Definitely. Like the year before, Britney Spears Spears had oops. No strings attached was like it sold like a bajillion records. Mm-hmm. Backstreet Boys had an album out. You know, we were still in the bubblegum pop era. Yep. We were still in the TRL era. So we just couldn't see the forest through the trees, I think. I think so. Yeah. yeah. No, this this movie is great. I love the satire. I love, I don't know. It's so, it's like fun. And I mean, I want to say it's a little campy. I mean, I know you can't call everything camp, but it's just like, there's little things in this movie that I'm like, oh, that's so over the top. And I love it. Like, it's great. I love it too. It's not like showgirls camp. Not quite. But it's. It's like somewhere. Though, was there a showgirls reference in this? Like with Parker Posey's character? What was her name? Um, Fiona. Fiona. Yeah. She does something. She's like, oh, and Fiona's like, let's gossip. And she does like the hands in front of her face. Yeah. I don't know. Is that a reference? Totally. I mean, I don't know. It could be. <laughs> I like to think it is. I don't know. I think like knowing this movie. Yeah. I would say so. I hope so. Yeah. Huh. But I do love that just, like, Parker Posey's in the movie in general. Same. Because she's such, like, an indie queen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just love her Her in a mainstream movie. This was my introduction to Parker Posey. I heard she had, like, a hard time in this movie. Like, being okay with <laughs> being in a mainstream movie and be like, am I selling out in a way? Just like in the movie, how just- they have a hard time selling out? Yeah. Wow, oh. so meta. But I guess Alan coming and like their chemistry or something helped her on set, like because he was having a good time. I don't know. So yeah, it's so meta. It's funny to think about. You can tell that the cast is having such a good time, and it's not because they have the cool bloopers at the end. Right, like, you can just tell throughout every performance. Yeah, I think every character there. Like I, um, I'm trying to remember who plays um like Alexandra, but she's having a good time she's like the villain in some other oh, movies too, uh, missy like pile yeah missy pile yep i don't know it's so just like fun that all these characters like all the actors get to play these characters that are what they're typically typecast as but it seems like the directors just were like go hard mm-hmm. like i love how rachel lee cook is such a weird girl in this yeah. Like, not like in she's all that weird kind of way. Like, take off the glasses and I'm not weird. Like, she's, like, awkward in this. And it's cool. She's pretty awkward. I mean, it's relatable, though. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> Aren't we all a bit awkward? I don't know. I thought she was more relatable than what I remembered. Because, you know, you think, oh, that's the front woman. I don't know. But I guess she's not. I mean, they kind of just made her the main. I don't know. And we can get into it later. But oh, yeah, that's true. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, like in 2001, when Josie and the Pussycats came out, it was a flop. That's a shame. And that's what was... In my mind, it was like a hit. Me too. I don't remember. I remember being excited for this movie and like, you know, seeing the trailer and stuff and being like, oh, Josie and the Pussycats. But like, and I remember seeing the movie and being like, oh, this is a great movie. I don't... And even now looking at it, I'm like, this is a great movie. Like, how did it do... How did it flop? I have my theories, but I don't know. To me, this movie's been a hit for the past 21 years. Yeah. Like, this was a hit to me. Like, at the Oscars in 2002, mentally, Josie and the Pussycats took Best Picture. <laughs> Tara Reid got Best Supporting Actress. Best Soundtrack. 
this soundtrack slaps so hard. Yeah. Am I crazy? No, it does. The three, those, wait, the three, three small, small words. words. Yeah. Pretend to be nice. Bob. It's a bop. You're a star. Bob. Spin around. Bob. Du jour backdoor lover. I was going to say du jour. Mega bop. Mega bop. <laughs> yeah, we open up with that song and it's like, oh my God. I'm already sold. I'm like, yes. That song is just as good as any NSYNC song. Fight me on it. <laughs> Agreed. Also, when I watched this, Ben, producer Ben over there, I literally was like, yeah, the song's called Backdoor Lover. And I said it like five times <laughs> until he got with like, <laughs> yeah, it took me a little while. like to get the joke. I was not listening to the lyrical content <laughs> of du jour. Gotcha. <laughs> Just because you were brainwashed and you were just like... You were like, back to never. Like, I was like, man, I need a Diet Coke. <laughs> oh, With working. one of the guy's faces on it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he's oh. like, why do I want to... Yeah, like... He's like, why do I want to go to Target and wash my clothes with Bounce? Yeah. I don't know what it is. <laughs> this movie is so good in the way, though, that it is so... It's so satirical. Mm-hmm. However... This movie made me like it made me yearn for the days. Remember when like TG like Bedhead, yeah, like all the sponsorship from like the Bedhead and what is the makeup? They're blonde. Make- no, um, what is it called? It's like all throughout the uh, makeover montage scene. Mm-hmm. It's like an offshoot of like the Bedhead, but it just for these. Me- no, they did get their hair done at John Frieda though. Got to be close close you're like it's so close hmm. oh i can see the font it's that 90s like right girl font i know this is not good content but it's like i'm like <laughs> trying to like search for it in my like noggin i mean i have a list of some of the brands yes. that were there there's like like at least 35 different brands that they used but i don't know if it's on there they do have a lot of product placement for Steve Madden. Mm-hmm. They do. Which is my shoe brand of choice. Nikki, is that where you got your shoe inspo? I feel like this movie, like certain things for me, I think it inspired certain things. Like just low key. Like, like what? Subliminally. Like maybe my ramen noodle obsession. They do eat ramen. They do eat ramen. Um, My obsession with orange. Orange is the new pink. Yeah. I know some people don't agree that it is, but... I think maybe it is. Loki, I agree. Yeah. Is orange the new pink? I don't know, but it's like, I've always wondered why I love the color orange. And it was a big color for us growing up, like lime green, orange. Pink was still, of course. Plus. It always is. It's a classic. And then purple. I do remember in 2001, like that tangerine orange mm-hmm. being such a vibe. Yeah. It, it still is. It's still, is. I really think the tangerine orange is about to have a renaissance i hope so yes <laughs> i was gonna say those steve madden <laughs> platform flip-flops things, uh-huh. they make those in the orange just like that oh i know <laughs> if, if, if someone wants to give them to me <laughs> i mean you got a birthday coming up i suppose <laughs> in a whole year yeah we all we all always have a birthday coming up <laughs> Christmas is coming up next year. <laughs> I mean, don't hold your breath. 
<laughs> I'd rather have other things. Like what? Oh, I know. Anyways. <laughs> Did I wink? Almost. It was implied. <laughs> You'll get there one day. Oh yeah, I can't blink. You mean wink? Wink. <laughs> you can blink, thankfully. So your eyes don't dry out. <laughs> okay, I can't wink, but I can blink. Okay. Really bad. What were we talking about? Tangerine orange. Yeah, things like subliminal messages. Uh, I don't know. Defined us. Yeah, like what in this movie did it inspire anything? Like I feel like the fashion definitely. Like the like certain outfits, like zebra stripes or not maybe zebra, but leopard. I don't know. Everything. Bree, this movie was my world as a child, mm-hmm. and to find out it still holds up, it's just like music to my heart. It's like a relief, actually. Like, there's not a single scene that I can think of that I'm like, oh, cringe, or like, ooh, this is like uncomfortable, or like, this is like not as funny as I remember. Because even like Legally Blonde had a couple moments where I was like, I don't remember this, you know, or like, I mean, it was really, it still holds up. Don't get me wrong. I mean, in my Oscars for 2001, Legally Blonde is nominated for Best Picture. Definitely. But they, but Josie wins. Josie wins. But Josie in the Pussycats defined me as a person so much. Just like, just from head to toe, from top to bottom. Did you have cat ears? Yes. Like, do you? Didn't they sell the cat ears, like Josie and the Pussycat, like purple ones or something? Like, I vaguely remember having purple cat ears. They around. had headphones, I believe. Do they actually have? Wait, they have or the no? Headphones? I don't know. I do remember having something. Josie and the Pussycats. The, this movie. This is why I think the movie didn't do well. Okay. Because <laughs> it was marketed to us as seven-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And not marketed to people that would understand satire. Yeah. So it's like this weird, like it wasn't going to be critically at the time. Like it just didn't match up. I think now people would get it. Because before we didn't have like camp wasn't a thing outside of, you know, like Chu Wong Fu or like Troop Beverly Hills Mm -hmm. or Showgirls. You know, that was like so niche. Yeah. And now I think as like a general public, we have an eye for camp and a taste for camp. I agree. But going back to how this defined us, when, what are your memories of this movie? I remember like, I just remember watching it like a good chunk of times. Did you Um, see it in the movie theater? I feel like I did. It's very fuzzy. Like a lot of movies are a bit fuzzy if I saw them in theaters. Um, I know I saw like Shrek in theaters that year. Um, Same. I feel like I did, but I just don't remember like who I was with, I guess. Like I don't remember, but I feel like I saw it in theaters. I know I've seen it with you like multiple times. I mean, as a Josie evangelist, probably. Yeah. Because I distinctly remember the first time I watched this movie because it was such like a, a moment for me. Yeah. Because the movie came out in April, and I remember seeing the trailer because it's the inner world guy. Yes. But it has the, like, three small birds. Like, you know, it's like the the beginning music video scene, pretty much. And I was like, I'm sold. I'm in. It has the girl from She's All That. It has Tara Reid. And 
someone else because I didn't know Rosario Dawson at the time. Oh, yeah. Because, of course, I hadn't seen kids. I, like, didn't watch a Harmony Corinne movie at, like, seven, um, naturally. But I remember watching the trailer and begging my mom to watch this movie. And she said no. Why? Wait, what is wrong with this movie? It was PG-13. 13. I love that it says this, too. Like, I, on the trailer, like, it has this warning. It's like, warning, parents. St- like, strong. It's it was like language and sensuality. Oh. Do you remember back in the day when, like, they try to get you on sensuality? Sensuality. Yeah. But this is, like, the least sensuous. I mean, okay, the backdoor lover part might be. Okay. But, like, it's not even that. Like, I feel like. Britney Spears at the time would have been considered more sensual well, with her like, belly button out or whatever. Like, I'm a slave for you. Yeah. Came out the same year. Yeah. Which I told you about that story. Not to put my parents on blast. What did we know? I don't remember. So, like, Britney Spears's I'm a slave for you came out like a couple months before Dirty by Christina Aguilera. Oh, yes. Like, in the pandemonium, like, the just like, just the uproar about Christina Aguilera in like um yeah just like the, hardly anything the but chaps or whatever yeah like the ex-Tina the ex-Tina yeah like stripped mm-hmm. dirty with like two R's three R's but my parents I remember them having like a strong debate being like well can Nikki listen to dirty but they're they were like yes she can because she already is exposed to I'm a slave for you and at least dirty at the time I remember my dad being like at least Christina Aguilera is like for female empowerment and she's taking a hold of her sexuality whereas Britney Spears is not but I just remember them having this whole feminist conversation back in like oh (laughs) one what were you thinking as a kid were you like that's a good point. No. <laughs> like, what are they talking about? I just want to listen to music. Like, No way. I was like, I had a vision for my future and I was like, I'm about to be slutty. <laughs> I was like, belly button pierced, body glitter. I'm a slave for you and I want to get dirty. I don't care about this feminist bullshit. I want to be a slut. Uh- <laughs> and... <laughs> <sighs> But then things change. Times change. Times changed. You've yet to like <laughs> pull out the chaps and yet. go full. I think I'm about to be in that era. Really? I think I think my ex Tina era, my I'm a slave for you era is about to happen. It's coming. Okay. But I had to, you know I had to go through a journey of like self respect and stuff, but now I don't have time for yeah. that. So long story short, yeah. I wasn't allowed to see this movie when it was released. Well, it's so sensual, so... It is. I mean, du jour, you know? Yeah. But Alan Cumming? I was about to say, Alan Cumming? Oh, so he's so sensual. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. I mean, I don't know. Floop is low-key hot. Like... I think so. I think Alan Cumming and Stanley Tucci are low-key hot. Something about that. I don't know what it is. I love them so much. But long story short, so for my birthday that year, I was gifted the DVD of Josie and the Pussycats, which was my prized possession, which I still own today. And that's how I watched Josie and the Pussycats for this go around. I love that. Because like I just I wanted to see this movie so bad. And then I like 
watch the DVD so many times and listen to the soundtrack so much. Mm -hmm. I I stand by this. No, Sam. I love it. I used to actually watch the cartoons because they'd be like a part of the Scooby-Doo, like the Hanna-Barbera. Hanna-Barbera. Yeah. It would be on like the VHS, I guess, like the bonus features or I don't know. Like it'd be at the end. They'd be like, oh, here's an episode of Josie and the Pussycats. And I was like, oh, yeah. This is my jam. And they'd have their little song. It's like, long tails, ears for heads. And I was like, ah. And then this, like, bringing them to life. So cool. So you actually watched the cartoon. Mm-hmm. So yeah. was that, is this a good adaptation? I think it is. Yeah. I think I like how they've done it for the time of 2001. It's it's not a lot like the cartoon as far as, like, what exactly happens. Because it's like, it takes on more, I feel like the movie has a bigger message. The cartoon is kind of like that was a lot like scooby-doo where they the gang gets into like trouble or like there's like a villain of sorts and they have to get themselves out of these sticky situations but it's like you know and then they're always playing a gig and whatever but it's not like oh their career is climbing and they're you know talking about like being brainwashed and you know what i mean it's not that meta it's just kind of did they have the bops they had the bops though yeah no they're and they had the fashion so well like i do remember growing up the hanna-barbera cartoons were a thing i don't know if they were on reruns a lot or i just had the vhs's yeah i never watched josie though i i was a top cat girly oh nice i I don't i don't know if anyone remembers top cat i've seen him around but i've never watched i was obsessed i wonder if it still holds up i wonder i feel like hanna-barbera had like a hold on us like somehow like in the cartoon i wonder sector. why i mean i do remember like scooby-doo zombie island coming out and that kind of like did that like spark some interest in i don't know i'm I don't just know. speculating yeah i think it was more like reruns or like just on vhs but it's quality stuff because they also did the flintstones or the yeah. wait did they do the jetsons i don't know they did yes they did right i don't know iconic cartoons for sure i you know this movie so funny in the way that this was supposed to be like like if i could make an analogy do you remember like the tom cruise 2017 the mummy that was a flop but was going to start the um the dark universe wait 2017 you said yeah i vaguely remember this i didn't see it though it was terrible i haven't seen any mummies the old or new oh my god brendan fraser's mummy chef's kiss yeah it's like so good but the mummy what no i'm just like i cannot believe that oh sorry that's crazy you gotta fix that i know i mean i haven't i didn't see the mummy until a couple years ago really yeah i don't know i blame that one episode of the nanny where they get scared and i don't know the they're, mummy. Wa- they're watching the mummy and they're like ah i don't know but i'm sure it's not that scary. different mummy probably yeah too. I mean, how many mummies are there so well there's like the old mummy like the 1930s mummies oh dang the, the, the universal monsters universal the movie studio oh so like dracula uh the wolfman creature from the black lagoon yeah Lagoon. Uh, oh the mummy they're all tied into that and that's what <laughs> nikki was alluding to was the it's called the dark universe right yeah so the dark universe so like in 2017 they wanted to start the dark like the universal monsters dark universe 
up again mm-hmm. and they the first one was the mummy with tom cruise okay and then the mummy flopped so hard and was panned that they didn't make any more movies wow so like this josie and the pussycast was going to be the start of like the adult hanna-barbera universe oh that's fun and like scooby-doo that came out the following year was supposed to be more adult oriented do you think they ruined it they did a hundred percent they made it too about kids or no i don't know what is i mean we've all seen scooby-doo it's not the best what no but it's enjoyable it's just not the best it's not as good as josie and the pussycat well no but i like scooby-doo no i do too no no no. don't get don't get me wrong i love scooby-doo <laughs> matthew lillard is shaggy no he's like he's literally shaggy no, yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's yeah. literally shaggy. I, I mean, he gets my best actor for 2002 Nikki Academy Award. For me, it's more like the story or like the um the graphics sometimes. Oh, you know? that monster doesn't hold up. No. But yeah, that's supposed to be like an adult, more adult oriented movie. Mm-hmm. But Josie flopped. Not in my heart, but. Yeah, I actually. don't. Th- it, it really did. Like when you look at this movie, it's not a bad movie. It's not. I don't care what anyone says. It's a good movie. Okay, it is. I, so, do you? What are your favorite movies from two thousand one? Okay, well, I would say this one, Josie the Pussycat Shrek. Um, let's see what else came out. Um, I think there was a Harry Potter movie, but I don't know if that one made my list. Princess Diaries um harry potter and the sorcerer's stone didn't make your list i like the sorcerer's stone but i don't know if it's my favorite harry potter movie you know mm. and if i'm picking of that year no. like if i had to rewatch, um well that was a beautiful mind that year oh oh a beautiful I mean, mind's good yeah are we well is this like overall or like at the time too because that's another thing i'm like you know I what i mean it's overall hard. okay overall um you're like as a seven-year-old like you're like shrek in the bedroom <laughs> moulin rouge <laughs> training day spy training kids is good oh yeah spy kids did i say spy kids yet <laughs> no. miss congeniality would definitely so maybe rush hour two Rush Hour 2 did come out this year, yeah. I remember loving it back in the day. I remember loving all the Rush Hours, like Jackie Chan and, um, and was Chris it Chris Tucker? Rock? Chris Tucker, yeah. yeah. Chris Rock this year, though, did come out with Down to Earth, which is a good movie. That's right. It was Chris Tucker. I forgot about him. Like, what is he up to? He's on Epstein Island, I think. Oh. Like, I think he's one of those dudes. He was friends oh. with Michael Jackson as well. Uh-huh. Hey, hey, Shimon. We don't have to talk about Chris Tucker. Okay, I'm sorry. See, I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> sorry, Ben. Are you okay? Well, I mean, I I don't know. I, I feel... Look I, it up. All I was going to say... Okay. Sorry, Bree. <laughs> I was just going to say Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan had chemistry. Like, For sure. Really good chemistry on screen. That's all I got to say. And those movies were hilarious. Are we like Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan? I think so. I think we've got that kind of magic, you know. Who is Chris and who is Jackie? Don't I... go down this road. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Okay. I don't. Well, Ben, we need an outsider perspective. <laughs> Who's who? You're shorter. 
So you're Jackie Chan. <laughs> Bree's cr- that's, the, that's the factor. That's also because Brie can dance her ass off. And she, like, just like Chris Tucker can. Oh, just that's, like Chris Tucker. And she's a ladies' man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Thanks. Wow. I haven't seen her, like, uh, pull a lady. Well, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. You should have seen Brie and I went to a Tegan and Sarah concert once. And, you know, they're gay. They're lesbians. Okay. And they have a queer audience. All right. And Brie was really popular at that show. I and I was not. That. And the only straight guy was like, hey. And I was like, hey, why aren't the ladies into me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk to you, boy. <laughs> it was a really sad day for my ego. But Brie was... Not thriving. <laughs> it's pretty spectacular that he sniffed you out. In that whole crowd. That's true, actually. Yeah, really. Kind of, yeah, there were there really weren't a lot of straight people at the concert in general. I think, but I feel like he was the only straight person there. Yeah, it was lame. It was. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not all of us can be a queer icon. <laughs> Just like Josie, kind yeah. of Josie McCoy. I think she's an ally. Yeah, I think so. Totally. Yeah. I mean, she's a cat, basically. I mean, I don't know. Not, not like a furry. I'm sorry. I don't know. Put her on blast. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just interesting, though, that they wear, like, actual tails, too. Did you notice that in their costumes? They do have long tails that, like, drag the ground. It's really fun. Yeah. Is that furry? I don't know. I don't know about that life. Uh-huh, I've heard it's not point. always a sexual thing, so I don't know. Oh. I don't know. You kind of blow my mind a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. I hadn't considered that. I hadn't either till just now. I'm just having thoughts out loud. You know, I totally thought that was camp, but I don't know. That could have been why the Didn't do so boy well. oh yeah that it could have been that too they could have been like mm, that's a little too far <laughs> people just <laughs> like cats but yeah so josie and the pussycats opened on april 9th 2001 mm-hmm. um it actually opened seventh at the box office <laughs> okay which is not great um but it did have a lot of competition from the brie faves yeah. Have you looked at this box office yet? Um, yeah. Well, I know Spy Kiss Wait. is on there. Joe Dirt? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. That might be up there. As this is the like faves. the Brie special. Mm-hmm. So can you guess the number one at the box office the weekend of April 13th? Spy Kids, right? Okay. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. What about number two? Okay. Well, I'm trying not to look because I pulled up this list, but... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like for number two, give you. You've probably never seen this movie, but it has a man Antonio that you like, not as much as him. <laughs> that I like. Like, could you tell me which man? Or Morgan me- Freeman. <gasps> and it's two thousand one. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I bet. along came a spider. <laughs> Oh, is that for kids or no? It's like one of those it's like seven like John Grisham. Yeah, I don't think I would have seen this one then. No, definitely. I've seen the DVD cover a lot. You know, he's he's going to be in a movie coming out soon with um um what's her name um Florence Pugh. What? Yeah, called like I think it's Good People or something hmm. like that. I don't know, but I was just excited because I'm like he's still doing the thing. Like he's still Morgan Freeman. Like. 
That's I don't really know. Cool. I love him. I love him too. I love Florence Peele. Yeah. Oh, she's great. She's really good. But yeah, so number two is Along Came a Spider. Bridget Jones Diary opens this weekend. Joe Dart. Blow. The Johnny Depp cocaine movie with I've Penelope never, Cruz. never seen it. I haven't either. Huh. We're watching that. Yeah? That's a good movie. Huh. Right on. Uh, Kingdom Come and Josie and the Pussycats. And then Pokemon 3, the movie. Spell oh, wow. of the Unknown. Hmm. But not unknown, unknown. What the hell is that? It's, Maybe it's a typo. It's pronounced unknown. Huh, you're right. There's no K in there. I I assure you. <laughs> Un, maybe it's unown. Like you're you're unowning the Pokemons. Like you're like I'm on a I'm on a oh, uh, instead of disowning, it's unown. Unown. I'm unowning. So, so you. that's not a typo. No, no. Unknown are Pokemon that look like letters, but they have eyes in the middle of them, and so like it spells out the whole alphabet, and it's a puzzle you have to solve. Letters. There's Pokemons that are letters. That makes no sense. Yeah. Well, they're I've, like hieroglyphics almost, but they're li- literally letters. I can't imagine. Like, you were more of a Pokemon person than me. Yeah, I loved Pokemon. It blows my mind that there was a time where the poke, like the third Pokemon, will be in the top ten box office of like a week. Why? I don't. Is it because it's the third Pokemon? I feel like as Pokemon yeah. got like more, like they kept trying to expand it. Like some of the newer Pokemon, I remember being upset with. I don't, I don't know why. After Mewtwo, I lost interest. Same. That's understandable. Yeah. Mewtwo oh, okay. Was that's not a hot take or anything. No, if, I think that if if you're not into video games. That's where most people checked out. Was after the first movie, they were like, all right, I don't need this anymore. The fad is over. Yeah. But for those of us that played the games, we were just getting started. Enough that people came out on the weekend where Joe Dirt and Josie and the Pussycats open, and you decide to see Pokemon 3, The Spell of the Unknown. Wait, and it's spell like spell. Wait, and they're actual letters that have yeah. eyeballs. Yeah, that's a pun. Yeah, the spell of the unknown. Yeah, and they're letters. Yeah. But how are those real poke? Those are real Pokemon. Yeah, but they're they're supposed to be like a rarity. You know. Uh, <laughs> I I went and saw that movie in theaters with my mom, and I got mad because she was falling asleep during it. <laughs> wow, that's funny. <laughs> I feel like it's brainwashing. I feel it's like what Josie's trying to shed a light on. I'm sure. Just trying to sell more Pokemon to the kids. Not happening fell, to me. you fell for it. Because you know what I oh. watched this weekend? Spy Kids. My favorite movie of 2001. Oh, I thought you, wait, I thought you were saying this weekend, like in real no. life now. No, this weekend in real life I watched Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> and a little bit of the menu. Okay. But... In 2001, on April 13th to the 15th, yeah, I was at Spy Kids. Multiple times, probably. probably. I remember we snuck in there a few times. Oh, yeah. Oh, that we snuck into Spy Kids 3D. Oh. Which, we can link this back because we bought tickets, well, our parents bought tickets to see, like, the My Boss's Daughter with Ashton Kutcher and Tara Reid, and we got bored and snuck into Spy Kids 3D. Anyways. 
tie them all together. Um, but yeah, so it's directed by Deborah Kaplan and Harry Elephant, who did Can't Hardly Wait, mm-hmm. which is like another cult classic. Yeah. But it did really well at the box office, unlike this movie. This, nah. Which, what's it gonna do? I mean, I've never seen it. Which one? Can't Hardly Wait. It's really good. It's, I'm trying to think if it also has Seth Green. I feel like maybe it's. I don't know. It's it's one of those guys that looks just like Seth Green, and it might be Seth Green. I just don't know. Oh my god! I feel like this is terrible. I can't remember his name, but it has my man in it. You can't hardly wait. Your man uh, from Empire Records, who I love. The one with the long hair? No, the short hair. The funny dude, like the goofy dude. Um, Ethan Embry. Oh, oh, we have talked about Ethan Embry on the um. Sweet Home Alabama. Yes, I remember that now. Yes, your man. But Ethan Embry, I love him. We'll we'll talk about more. He's the guy. Okay, yeah. We'll talk talk about about this Empire Records because I'll probably wax poetic about him there. Totally. Because I truly have like feelings about him (laughs) and his performance. Not like that, Ben. Don't look at me like that. Like as an actor, I don't think he brings me a lot of joy in his performance. Anyways, I, I'll watch Poetic <laughs> in a different app, but Kid Harley Wait has Ethan Embry in it. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. You should totally watch. Sure. Yeah. But, you know, after this, it kind of tanked their directing careers, which sucks. Yeah. I noticed that, too. I'm like, oh, they directed these things together. And then I'm like, wait, that's it? Why do they have so little credits? Like, what? That's And then I guess they didn't really didn't do much else i I guess i mean they should have though they need to come back and do some more you know i think we could we're all in a place where we can appreciate josie the pussycats and just their um their portfolio of movies i think so i think that i haven't seen it but we are due for like this generation's can't hardly wait Mm mm-hmm and we're due for another josie and the pussycats like style movie or like a Charlie's Angels, just something very like like a mid budget, fun, theatrical release. Do they even make teen movies anymore like that? You know what I mean? Like, um, all straight to Netflix. It's not right, but it's okay. But it's not all right. Yeah, it's really not. But yeah, no. Ebert at the time he said Josie and the Pussycats are not dumber than the Spice Girls, but they're as dumb as the Spice Girls, which is dumb enough. Whoa, how do you feel about that, Nick, as a hardcore, like, Spice Girl? I mean, okay, Josie first, Spice Girl second, but... But he kind of, like, it's a little disrespectful. It is completely, like, I get that criticism about Spice World. Mm -hmm. Like, I, Spice World's not, it's a fun movie, also starring Alan Cumming, but not a good movie. Wait, he's in that one too? Yeah. Okay, okay, because in my mind, there's certain parts of this movie that I was like, am I remembering this right? Or is this Spice World? Did I think that this was... Is he a manager there too? Yes, and yes. Okay, yeah, it's very confusing because my mind combines the stories together in some mm-hmm. parts, and yeah. I, he's always like plotting and stuff, but I'm like... He's always doing that. Yeah, in both movies, right? Yep. Okay. Wearing like the very 2000s glasses. Okay. That makes me feel better. So are they in the same universe? Is he is he like Mega Records also managing them? 
you know like can we make that canon i don't know i i would hope so uh, josie and the pussycats though could kick spice girl's ass yeah a hundred percent you think so i wow. think so i think they have a little more grit mm-hmm. they're like power popness mm-hmm. you know yeah a little punk rocketedness yeah which speaking of that can we talk about the soundtrack yes M- movie soundtracks like that's another thing that's very like 90s early 2000s mm-hmm. it peaked at this yeah there hasn't been a better soundtrack since no, maybe high school musical <laughs> oh maybe just bet on it i just, think yeah just bet on it i think it definitely peaked with josie but then bet on it came in and then maybe the hoedown throwdown and then it was all downhill <laughs> yeah definitely no but this is like so good but yeah, it's uh, instead of Rachel Lee Cook doing the lead vocals, it's the girl from Letters to Cleo. Oh, yeah. I mean, they make it look like it's really her, though. They do a good job. For sure. But I was wondering, because like, those vocals are like... Snatch. So good. And it's also, I feel like it goes with the whole like early 2000s, late 90s of it all, because Letters to Cleo, like... It's it's for me so synonymous with that nineties sound. Mm. So to just hear that on the soundtrack, it makes all the sense. Yeah, didn't they have like real writers for the songs? Like It's um, executive produced by Babyface. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's so cool. Like, like hearing about that is very much similar to hearing that Whitney Houston produced the Princess Diaries. <laughs> I forgot about that. Wow. Full circle. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of. I mean, we've talked about Princess... I don't know. Winnie Houston, Princess Diaries. Yeah. But yeah, like, Babyface produced this record. Wow. Yeah. This record was actually a success. Uh, The soundtrack went gold. Good. It deserves it. Did you have the soundtrack? Like, the CD, right? I still do. Okay. I wore that CD out as a kid so good that's so cool would you have any favorites i love three small words yeah three small words sorry i'm on the worlds yeah no i don't know honestly that one and backdoor lover probably my tops yeah what about you um i like pretend to be nice yeah that's my fave it's vibe it is um but yeah i so is this true that they designed the sound for josie and the pussycats to sound like a female blink 182 that's what i've heard interesting i don't know though i mean i guess it does a bit i think like if you listen to like all the small things yeah like you try to replicate it yeah mm-hmm. i kept thinking to myself it reminds me of something but i couldn't place exactly what it was three small words and all the small things have a very similar energy to them i bet that'd be a good mashup someone's probably made it but if not i'm gonna hop on that hop on that can i ask y'all a quick question yeah who would y'all cast in a modern day remake of josie and the pussycats <sighs> hmm Amanda Seyfried as Melody. Should be a good Melody. 
I'm trying to think who would be chosen. Sydney Sweeney, maybe? See, I was thinking her as uh, Melody. Uh, Zendaya as, as Josie. As Josie. Ooh. And then you're, you're going to hate me, but Jenna Ortega as the other role. Sure, that's fine. As of what, Valerie? Yeah. Yeah. But you know, hot take, I don't care for Jenna Ortega. Really? Yeah. Is it because she refuses to do the Wednesday dance now? It's because she's got that botchal fat removal on her face. It looks when did terrible. that happen? Recently? Yeah. It's, she got all the fat taken out of her. That's like a trend right now. Yeah. And I'm against it. It's... it's bleh. Leave what's there. Embrace your cute cheeks. I don't know. It really does age you 10 years. Yeah. And as an actress, you can't afford that. That's a good point, Nick. Tell him. It ages you out of every single role. Well, think about it. If you're 20, if it ages you 10 years, you're 30. I thought she looked a little older, but I couldn't place why. It's because she doesn't have botchal fat. Dang. But I think that that combo would probably do really well at the box office. Like if If you think that people go out to see a movie, if you get meat in the seats... By putting stars in movies, I feel mm-hmm. like you hit that trifecta. Oh yeah, that was something. Like, um, when they cast this version of Josie and the Pussycats, they were thinking about the star power of it mm-hmm. all too. That's why Rachel Lee yeah. Cook was chosen, which is so crazy to think now. But she was writing that she's all that train. Yes, because it was almost um, Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, as Whoa. Josie, they almost yeah. picked her, and she came in with a, like an original song. And they were going to pick her, but they're like, she's a nobody. Because yeah. at the time, she wasn't. She was nobody. But I don't know. That's a good point, though. They probably would want to have someone established. I, I don't think Jenna Ortega's on the same level as Zendaya, though. Yeah, it's just, she, she with Wednesday, she was already on the come up. But then Wednesday put her into, the, put her into that upper tier. And that's where I think they go, all right, let's get her mixing with you know in a movie like that it'd be i think it'd be really good and as long as they uh the only other person i would think mm-hmm. is throw someone of like their first acting gig and make it olivia rodrigo because she already kind of does that style of- she would be josie she- she would she'd be cool show. she's josie olivia rodrigo is josie yeah Josie sans the pussycats just Josie yeah like Olivia Olivia Rodrigo's could do it though yeah I think so that'd be cool okay if we're doing like a mid-tier Olivia Rodrigo as Josie who as Melody who has that like ditzy I think you could still go with the Sydney Sweeney chick that's true cause she just has that vibe yeah yeah, but she does seem smart. I will give Sydney Sweeney that. She, I don't know. Like, can't think of anyone else. Yo- like, I don't know. I feel like I don't know who's cool and young now. It's crazy because the the playing field is so off. Because the young people that we're talking about, like Zendaya or Florence Pugh, they're like our age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they could play someone younger. It's true, but it's hard to be like, who's like 
young, you know? Yeah. Especially like in the acting world. Yeah. Timothy Chalamet could be the um the boy. That boy who's like he's kind of like their manager in the beginning and with Oh, that'd be a fun you know, role for him. Yeah. Kind of like his character in Don't Look Up. Yeah. Where he's like the talking about the fingerling potatoes. <laughs> yeah, the kind of like that. Yeah, he has like a slight awkwardness to him, but like I don't know. <laughs> but why not throw him in there? I don't know. What about the genre? Oh, that'd be so fun. Oh, my God. Like, to have, like, a Logan Lerman or, like, a Dylan O'Brien in DuJour mm. with, like, a Jaden Smith. That'd be fun. <gasps> Willow! Willow is Valerie. Oh. Ooh. What? That would be cool. Elle Fanning would be a good melody. She could play that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love how we get, we're getting to the bottom of this. So, Elle Fanning... Willow, Olivia Rodrigo, or Zendaya. Yeah, if if Elle Fanning's gonna be in it, this is a little highbrow. Yeah. What What do you think, Brie? I don't know. I kind of feel like I kind of like Sydney Sweeney a little more for Melody. I don't know what it is. I think she's yeah. Something about her is not all there. I don't know what in a good way. Have you seen White Lotus? No, is she in White Lotus too? Yes. How is she in White Lotus? She's really good. I think it might. Is it skewing the? It skews my vote. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure she yeah. has more range than just being like, ah, I don't know, percent. And like in real life, she like works on cars. Yeah. No, I'm sure she's really re- smart. Very smart. I'm not saying she, but you know, just that having the F, I get it. the ability to be like, whoo, no cares. I don't know how to explain it. I get it. And she has like. She's like sexy. Yeah. And kind of bubbly. I don't yeah. know. I get it. Yeah. She does have a darkness to her, though. Which does, Tara but- reads Melody. No. Like, it is sunshine. Yeah. No, I I feel like she does such a good job as Melody. Like, yeah. But yeah, the movie opens with DuJour. Like, the boy band of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, DuJour. It's very, they're very much like in sync. Oh, of the day, du jour. Yeah. (laughs) All, all of our our French listeners get the joke of the day. (laughs) Oh, yes. What were you saying? Sorry, (laughs) wee wee. Um, I don't know. Just their outfits. I love their outfits. So they like look like the bandana dude looks like JT. Mm Hmm. The one dude with the tattoo looks like the one guy, like Nick Lachey from 98 Degrees. Yep. Th- there's some Backstreet Boys in there somewhere. There's like, a, yeah, a little bit of every boy band's kind of plucked in there. But it opens with DuJour and they come out on the tarmac. They're like private jet, which is decked out in like Target and Bounce advertisements. Mm-hmm. And they sing Backdoor Lover. Yeah, they have those little mics like the... <laughs> And, like, they do it a la I Want It That Way. Like, that music video mm-hmm. with, like, the choreography. And all the kids are, like, screaming in the crowd. They're like, ah! I love to shore. Like, very much Backstreet Boys in I Want It That Way. I love the one boy in the crowd that was like, I love yes. them! Like, brothers. <laughs> I don't know. It was just cute, but it was funny. I don't know. You know, this movie 
I feel like the modern day equivalent is pop star. The Lonely Island movie. I was thinking, okay, yeah. Yeah. Like th- there's some similarities, like the underlying tones of um, du jour, very like homoerotic. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, when they did that high five and then slapped each other's butts after. Yeah. Loved that moment. I just love that, like, the song is called Backdoor Lover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, thinking about all the boy bands of our youth, mm-hmm. or, like, even, like, One Direction, all the speculation always is, like, girls love some, like, sexual tension between two dudes. <laughs> well, that is interesting. Yeah. No, I'm sure there's, like, some Backstreet Boys fan fiction out there. For sure. Somewhere. I like the Larry fan fiction. Mm-hmm. No, that's real. Yeah. <laughs> but Backdoor Lover is a bop. Mm-hmm. Truly. Um, oh, yeah. Alan Cummings, their manager. Did you notice that Alan Cumming, when they, um, they're on the plane before it crashes... The he says, let's take it, the Chevy to the levee. Yeah. I did notice yeah. that it was the code. Yeah. And I just. It's like, oh, there, you know, you, you know, the joke. It's a joke. The Chevy to the levee. Like American Pie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Like, uh, I was trying to decipher the lyrics of the song. Like the joke is that it's like the plane crash oh. at body buddy holly okay. because the, the plane's about to crash gotcha and they're about to kill du jour. that's but like the plan so much violence so soon too like i forgot that this movie like has a violent start oh true yeah because like alan cummings character tries to kill du jour mm-hmm. because they're getting a little too difficult <laughs> as a group as a boy band mm-hmm. so they're on their way to riverdale and i just love that like on the MTV like news break, um, they have a picture of Dujour and they're like Dujour two thousand to two thousand one, and it's like them like coming up to the camera, like, yeah. black and white. Yeah, no, that was funny to me too because I was like, wow, so soon, like. But I don't know, maybe that is how some careers go anyway. Like, were they just trying to also say like, I don't know, whatever's cool at the time, like, we pick things up and put them down so quickly, and, like, with artists, like... Like, du jour. Yeah. Like, a, like the day? <laughs> yeah. Get it, get the... <laughs> Sorry. I feel like maybe this was why the movie wasn't a success, because you didn't have, like, people like me being like, did you get that? Did you get that joke? Did you get that? You get it. Like, I feel like... The directors during the premiere might have just been like over explaining jokes. Could you imagine the like 80 things you missed while watching Josie <laughs> oh and the Pussycats God. YouTube video if it had come out today? Oh man. Oh man. You know what? Actually, this movie would truly thrive. Well, we say that, but a pop star mm. did not do well. I don't even think I saw a pop star. Yes, you did. We saw it together. When was that? <laughs> it was 2016. It was Andy Samberg. It's like the oh. he plays like the Justin Bieber looking dude. Mm. You've it's seen not ringing movie. a bell. Like it, it's only vaguely like I remember of it, but he looks like Justin Bieber. Yeah. 
You've totally seen this movie before. Oh. And he has a pet turtle and he sings a song like it's not gay. Uh, you know the song like I, I fucked Bin Laden? Wait, we saw it in theaters. Yeah, we did. It's coming back to me now. Yes. Okay, but th- that being said, I want to say this movie would do well now, but Popstar didn't do well. So, yeah, But Popstar deserved to do better, I think. Just like Josie. Yeah. <laughs> but... But then we're introduced to the Pussycats in a movie montage. The first of three. I love that. Yeah. Don't they have like, um, it's like the opening credits of sorts and they like kind of just show them like practicing and playing together and mm-hmm. then in their rooms, I don't know, volunteering. They're like washing a car, just singing to three small words, which is such a good song. I love I love just like the fact that like they have like these like freeze frames where it looks like um I don't know how to explain it but it's like a something from a magazine almost and like yes it's like they're they're I don't know it's like they're painted in different colors I don't know it's very interesting it's a little bit six it feels a little mod in some ways and kind of 90s like it's a little grungy I don't know just the style it it kind of sets up the style for the movie a bit I, I love it i i see what you mean it is a little like like post right girl mixed with like i the elements of like the 60s like cartoon. a warhol like yeah that you know you know what i mean it's like just like color mixing i feel like that's very of the time too and i love like the when they like are, you can see like um each of them like jumping in the air yes just like in the clouds, like oh, yeah. Charlie's Angels. Oh, it reminded me of the George Lopez like <laughs> opening. Like, <laughs> I start hearing the music, like oh, nah. get a little mama. I see what you mean. Do, 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 do. Can someone like make that happen? I don't know. <laughs> Bree, you make it, it happen. I think I might have to make, you make that. that happen. I might have to make it happen. <laughs> Someone's me. But I think it's so crazy. How Beyonce, Left Eye, and Aaliyah all auditioned for Valerie. That is crazy. That would be so interesting. I mean, I heard that Beyonce was like too shy or mm-hmm. something, which is hard to imagine, especially because she's Beyonce and she's essentially the Josie of like uh, Destiny's Child. She's not the Valerie. Yeah. She would have been the Josie. She'd have to be the She'd Josie. She'd have to be the Josie. Yeah. Um, Left Eye is the one they really wanted. And can you imagine um, they were going to make like rap breaks in the songs for Left Eye? Oh, man, I actually would love to see that. But but the songs would have to be different songs. I don't know about punk, like pop punk songs. And then all of a sudden, yeah, rap. Like, how would they, you know, it'd have to be more pop and it would have sounded like Linkin Park. Yeah. Or Limp Bizkit. Limp Bizkit. Limp Bizkit, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Which is also very of the time. It would have been of the time. I don't I don't love the vibe, but I love Left Eye. I love Left Eye. And uh, yeah, that would have been a cool thing to incorporate. I do. Did would you... she be able to write her own raps? Because hopefully that was like her thing. Yeah, I'm sure. I would hope. What would she rap about, though? All these subliminal messages. <laughs> yeah yeah she'd be like the audience like the voice of the audience maybe yeah i think she would but i did you notice the joke um i think why it says it 
But um, they one of them's like, or maybe it's just a way to describe Joe's and the Pussycats when they become successful. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them, like one of the characters, is like they're like TLC with two white chicks. Oh yeah, yeah, that was funny. My favorite, yeah. But. <laughs> This movie's just so good, like low key. Yeah, it's not like super loud about it. Like it's not like you know you don't expect it to be this good, but and it's like candy coated. It's like funny and clever, but it's like candy coated. And like the whole time, there's like so many like singing montages mm-hmm. and like things that look like a music video and so much product placement and like the color grading where it doesn't really work in this film. But like, like I was watching it the other day with Ben Mm -hmm. and (laughs) producer Ben and um, he was like, what's up with the color grading? And apparently they got the dude who did Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh. To try to have this like, there's like no, I forget which color, like maybe green, no, a certain color, but the way they did the color grading was like intentional okay so that's why it like looks the way it does it does look very like blue to me Mm -hmm. or like cooler toned i think yeah it's intentional like they're like going for something and i love that i love that too like i don't know i think like the aesthetic is really strong and i love that too oh and uh can we talk about tara reed's performance yeah as melody Who's like the ditzy one? Mm-hmm. Like she totally reminds me of Suzanne Summers in Three's Company. Yes, she definitely has that vibe. Yeah, it's just the sweetest. I don't know. I, I am not very familiar with Tara Reid's work. Same. I, I, I thought I was. Like last time you corrected me, I thought she was in Puffy, but that was someone else. <laughs> yeah. I, anyway, but because like I've never seen an American Pie. I mean, I have, but it's been so long, and I don't know. I feel like this is a different character. For sh- oh, really? It has to be. I, I mean, maybe she was like a dumb blonde that character, that archetype, or whatever, but in a different way. I don't know. I feel like I only know Tara Reid from like the early aughts tabloids, mm. and E had a show like wild Tara's wild red or like Tara goes wild or something like that where she'd go to p- different places around the world and party oh okay. and that's all I know about Tara Reed but I l- was charmed by her in this movie same no she's very charming like I don't know she has this like innocence and just positivity about everything I don't know I love when she's like when I die I want to meet Snoopy <laughs> It's just the best. Yeah. Wait, wasn't it if I could go back? Oh, yes. If I could go back in time, I'd want to meet Snoopy. (laughs) It still makes me laugh. Same. Like a cartoon character? I don't know. A lot of things she says is like, I. Georgia. (laughs) But it's endearing. It's like, oh, she's cute. I love when she's taking a shower in the McDonald's. Um, advertised shower and yeah. she's washing with the loofah that looks like fries but she's like if you're happy and you know it clap your hands and she goes to clap her hands yeah. and she drops the loofah the fry loofah and then she like goes to pick it up and then she's like if you're happy and you know it clap your hands oh 
and then like drops again and just like every time like without missing a beat she just nails it oscar for her yeah she's like an overgrown child basically but in the late to the party awards best supporting actress definitely yeah yeah i feel like um i don't know she has so much personality and kind of stands out you know she really does she's like the breakout in this movie which is crazy because I feel like out of everyone, Rosario Dawson's had the best career. Yeah. I, what did she... She was like... Was she in something with like vampires or something? After, I don't know. I, I know the year after she was in Men in Black 2. Mm. She's like the love interest to Will Smith. And she's in Pluto Nash with Eddie Murphy. I feel um, like I know her from like something. She was in the live... Like the movie adaptation of Rent that's what it is yeah but she's like in everything nowadays um she was in zombie land too i was gonna say zombie land i really loved her in zombie land um but yeah she like works very consistently like out of all of them that's so interesting good for her her and probably alan cumming <laughs> yeah true and donald Faison, who's like in every commercial ever it seems those three Oh, yeah. Speaking of castmates, Josie's boyfriend is the um, Sheets of Egyptian Cotton dude from Uptown Girls. Oh, my God. He's way better in this film. Like, he's more charming. He's not as annoying. His songs are way better. A hundred percent. I like... Okay, there's this part in the end of the movie where I think Sam's Gabriel Mann, but... Um, it's when like Josie and the boy like fall in love. Mm-hmm. Like she's like, "I love you," and she's like, "Oh," and he comes on stage, and th- at the end of the scene, like they continue their song, and he's in the wings. Oh yeah, and he like is getting it. Like he's <laughs> vibing so hard to this song. It's my favorite thing ever. Oh my god. I- I Did you notice this Not part? All. Oh my god. Oh man, he's just like feeling himself. Like he's like Jimmy Jr. dancing, but like with a guitar. He's the biggest just like air guitar ever. It's like he's air guitaring? Yes, he's having the most fun of this man's life. I feel like he didn't I don't think he realized how much maybe the camera was on him. Okay. Because yeah. he is hamming it up so hard. That's hilarious. Do you know what I mean, Ben? Yeah, no, totally. I clocked it immediately. I was like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> like I I seriously think like he didn't realize how much Yeah. Like it was gonna pan into him. Cause like how, why would he be doing this? Well, he did just like basically get clearance that to like date Josie. So mm-hmm. he could have just been really excited. You know? He was like So he's just like Yeah. It, it just had to come out. <laughs> that was his acting choice. Uh-huh. Either way, Gabriel Mann really was like, This is my moment. He took it. I'm gonna have to rewatch that part because I is that like after he crowd surfs? Yes. Okay. Gotcha. And when he comes back, he like is like doing the air guitar so hard that he's like doing like the like l- 
like biting his bottom lip like oh my goodness yeah like he's he is getting it <laughs> you have to see it <laughs> yes, it's wild it's like something i can't actually describe it's like i recommend you just have to see it for all okay yeah I was going to say, speaking of his character, I loved, like, there's, like, one line from, um, all I can think of is Floop, but I feel like he has another name, Alan Cummings' character. Oh, Wyatt. Wyatt, yes. He says, um, you know, because there's, like, a certain point where he's, like, he just keeps seeing this guy around, and he doesn't have time for him, and he's, like, what's your name? Because I think it's, like, Alan. Alan Alan M. M? Yeah, and he's like, what's with the initial? It didn't work for Sheila E, and it doesn't work for you. <laughs> it was just like such a burn, and I was just, just like, bah, 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 bah. I don't know, it made me laugh. I feel like there's so many things in this where you could just do the, bah, 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 right? I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. I felt kind of bad for him, though, but it was funny. I also love that the town they live in is Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Like the comics. Yeah. Is there any connection to that, I wonder? What do you mean? Oh. Are you talking about the comics? Like, like the Archie comics? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking about the show Riverdale. Well, that's Archie comics, too. Is it really? Yeah. Okay, so it is maybe all connected then. It's the same universe. It's like the Marvel universe. Kind of. It's crazy, though. Like, Riverdale, the TV show, got the license to be, like, an edgy like teen story mm -hmm. but josie and the pussycats they had in their contract where they had to show the girls practicing good oral hygiene that's why there's one scene where they're brushing their teeth what yeah like they had to show good morals and good oral hygiene that's so interesting yeah did it make you want to brush your teeth no it, it didn't have the bring it on effect mm-hmm because after I saw, like, Jesse Bradford and Kirsten Dunst brush their teeth, I had to as well. Right. But, no, this didn't have the same effect. Yeah. It was like, whatever. Yeah. They breezed past it too much. They just contractually had to. If it had more product placement, maybe. If Crust, or Crest. Yeah, Crest. <laughs> crust. Tell them how you feel. I always call Crest, Crest. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Is it your preferred brand, though? Crust. Yeah. Crust. <laughs> or Oral Bay. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. I mean, I use Quip. So you're always equipped. Yeah. Badass. <laughs> um, oh, but so, yeah. So Wyatt, the manager, basically dumps DuJour and crashes the plane in Riverdale. And he meets Josie and the Pussycats, mm -hmm. who are at the time just the Pussycats. And they're like playing at a bowling alley, mm -hmm. rocking the house down. No one's paying attention, though. No. But they're they're given that they're all. Which I remember that so vividly from the trailer. Mm -hmm. Them playing at like they're just like jamming out like they're in a full music video and then Josie being like, thanks, you're a great crowd. And it's like the bowling balls crashing. Yeah. It's like peak trailer moment. Like there's a bunch of old guys there. Probably on, on the bowling league. Yeah. Not paying them no mind. Yeah. Some olds. Yeah. But, but yeah, 
so Alan Cumming like discovers them because they're trying to like busk essentially in front of a store uh-huh and they get kicked out and like coincidentally Alan Cummings driving a car and almost hits them and at the same time like on the street there's like number one band in the world that goes behind them mm-hmm. and like it's like a, a like a snippet of uh, Paradise by the Dashboard Light by Meatloaf which is how I was introduced to that song sadly enough <laughs> but like I feel like that's such like a an, like an interesting scene it's a beautiful moment it's it, very cinematic totally it just kind of like ties it together i feel like because the whole joke is that they basically become in a week the next pop sensation yeah which i for- i forgot it was um the sensation of du jour like i didn't realize it was all in a week well because yeah like periodically throughout the film like josie especially is like isn't it kind of crazy like yeah this has happened in like two days yeah and they're like nah they like think about it and they're like nah this is great we're rising to the top well because they're planting subliminal messages mm-hmm. in the like listener's ear mm-hmm. through this like sh- machine yeah is this how subliminal messages really work by the way like is this like i feel like it's so on the nose like but i love it i love it too i, I actually like who's to say yeah not to start like QAnon conspiracies, but like who's to say? Who's like it could say. be through our headphones. It's like those Beatles, you know, like when people play them backwards and like mm-hmm. there's a hidden message. I don't know. I just think I find it fascinating. I'm like, maybe, maybe there are hidden messages. I don't know. Which I, yeah. So like they're pl- planting like to buy more things. Yeah. They're like Josie and the Pussycats are the greatest the band greatest. in the world. Yeah. Buy Crest. <laughs> yeah. Crust or crust, but yeah, there's 73 product placements in this film. That's insane. Like, there's definitely Target, Bounce, Revlon, Revlon, John Frieda, Steve Madden, McDonald's, McDonald's, um, 7 Eleven, so yeah, um, uh, Sobe. So, I was about to say Sobe, yeah, TJ Maxx, um, Puma. I definitely saw a lot of Puma, uh, American Express, Butterfinger, Pringles, Barney's New York, Nikon, Red Bull, um, Verizon, Adidas, um, Advil, Crest. It's one of them. Crest. <laughs> Clearasil and Tidy Cat are some brands. Wow. Yeah. All the brands. Kodak, Hostess. Oh, uh, did you catch the Sega Dreamcast? Oh, and that like actually yep. like I think like a week before the movie came out was discontinued. Oh, that was why I asked you when the movie came out while we were watching it because there was a Sega thing in the background. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why are they advertising? This has to be like Dreamcast time. And it's funny you mentioned that. Yeah, it wasn't like that was a thing of the past by the time that Joe's and the Pussycats came out. Crazy. What is happening? How, how they know? How are they to know? It's also they didn't get any money from any of these product placements, so it was just for the joke. It was for the bit. That yeah. Oh, I was gonna say um, they were dying to do like a a Gap ad for the movie that was everybody in leopard because you know how they did the everybody in khaki yes. and everything like that. Um, 
but then Gap didn't get they 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 said hell no they read the script and were they didn't want to be a part of it so like I guess certain companies didn't want to do it and then lame I think other companies I guess didn't really care like Target did, was like whatever who cares you know because yeah. they didn't actually get products from them they just put it up there but I just think the gap like that would be so interesting like everybody in Leopard I love that I love yeah I I really would have loved that. That yeah. would have been like the cherry on top. That would have worked. And then I feel like in real life, Gap maybe would have had a campaign and I definitely would have bought more Leopard. I, any excuse to buy Leopard and wear Leopard, I will take it for sure. That's all the subliminal messaging, Brie. Yeah. Are, I feel like right now you're <laughs> like, like the girl who's like possessed by the product placement and like subliminal messaging when she's like, orange is a new pink. And then the guy's like, I gotta buy new pants. I gotta drink Zima, which is I gotta wear leopard. Zima. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's almost like a you've got male effect, you know, in the way like that we're kind of now in retrospect on Joe's side, and we're like, oh, I miss Barnes and Nobles and big box bookstores. Mm-hmm. It's like I miss good product placement. I miss like commercialism in that way i miss commercialism <laughs> this movie has had an opposite without effect on the us burden, <laughs> without the weight of the world on my shoulders can't i just enjoy some soapy <laughs> that was one thing that i kind of observed when you first started talking i was like huh this movie is definitely trying to make a statement about all of these things but y'all are and myself included are so nostalgic for all the things mm-hmm. that they're saying is a bad thing for mm-hmm, us mm-hmm. or at least saying that the excess of it um is bad for us and uh mm-hmm. i don't know it, it does like Bree said feel like it has that weird reverse effect yeah i i will say though yeah it it, it doesn't have the intended effect probably not anymore but but also i think we're nostalgic Tell me if I'm wrong, but at least for me, like I'm nostalgic for a time when things were planted, but it was a little more pure. Like, I feel like at this point versus 2001, I feel like in 2023, they have bled us dry. Like advertising wise, yeah, like, like how they get ads to you, or like what do you mean? Like they've bled the joy out of it. I think before when you'd go and buy Steve Madden shoes or orange is a new pink, like, like advertising can be fun. Advertising's fun. Consumerism Buying things can be fun. It's fun. Or even like we're gonna have to talk about the costumes. Personal style is fun, mm-hmm. and I feel like nowadays things are like work. And we even know personal style, even personal style, because we're always thinking about us as a brand. Mm-hmm. Like we're not, we're the Wyatts. We're not Josie anymore, being oh like God. sold crap. We're all Wyatts. We're all the Wyatts, and oh that's God. not fun because we're all the Wyatts and the Fionas who like we're not popular. Is like we feel this inadequacy. Uh-huh. We feel like we have the lisps and are unpopular in high school, even though it's not true. But we as we're a society, we're white ass Wyatts. At least, yeah. Like we feel as people. Quote, tell me if I'm wrong. We feel as people like we don't have any control over it. 
like we're like the aftermath of this mm-hmm. as far as like Josie and the Pussycats are like taking it back like this is fun like to be ourselves and we're even sold to be ourselves and now we're not sold to be ourselves to be ourselves we're sold to be like we're getting not to get so serious or whatever but we're getting really conflicting messages yeah we're getting told to be yourself have fun but remember you're a brand and you have the weight of the world on your shoulders and remember to be politically correct but also say something that'll garner your attention like we're it's too heady focus yeah that is that is way too much to be thinking yeah i agree with you nick advertising in 2001 is way easier less to think about well like selling out then's fun yeah i mean yeah i i think it'd be interesting if they did like a version of josie and the pussycats today and like touched on that like i don't know how we consume things today because it is we're guilted yeah we consume things and then feel guilt like that's how they market to us Uh like you should feel bad about yourself and back in the day it was like you're gonna buy this and you're gonna feel good Uh uh-huh anyways i'm sorry if i blew out the mics because i got a little did i blow out the mic okay cool i'm sorry (sighs) that was so deep it's like i don't know wow i don't know i want to drink some zima (laughs) put on some pants yeah drink a zima you know, I'm not even sure what Azima is. I'm not going to no lie. Idea. I'm not that old. <laughs> I want to eat some Pringles and drink some Red Bull. You know what I think's really funny, though? The scene where Wyatt, there's like this girl who's like anti-establishment. It's like she's like a goth looking girl. And he like goes on his like little phone. And he's like, smells like teen spirit. It's like the code. Uh-huh. And he's like, tell me your thoughts. And then she gets carried away in a van. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wrote that down, too, because I'm like, wait a second. He just has this girl, like, kidnapped. Like, what? Like, I mean, I guess because she's, like, nonconformist or something. But, like, where do they take her? Do they murder her? Do they, no, like... she goes into the... She's the one of them. Like, they... Oh, we see her later. Her. Yeah. Okay. I thought she she's like when they put on the cat ears, like the headphones mm-hmm. later and they like listen to the subliminal messages and the government's also like people are there listening. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. I thought she looked familiar, but I, I didn't really put that together till just now. Wow. Dang. Sorry. I'm just thinking like, <laughs> I know I just went on that like long winded rant, which it's I'm so sorry, dark. you're going to have to edit. But I'm just thinking right now, like thinking about the context yeah so like talking about the smells like teen spirit girl Mm -hmm. um like the beginning of the 90s the grunge movement is happening right it is really like the anti-establishment like grunge before it got appropriated by by mark jacobs by I mean, I love them, but, you know, like, by the fashion industry before it was a trend, before they were handing out flannels, it, like, actually meant something. And it was this counterculture that just, like, blew up. And we see throughout the 90s, like, just even thinking, like, Woodstock 94 Mm -hmm. was, like, this super peaceful, like, cool event. And 94? 
Yeah, there was a Woodstock 94 and like the cranberries were there and like, you know, like, I don't know. Oh, wow. Other cool artists. Different and it than was 99. Chill. Yeah, that, yeah. And like later on in the decade, like the night, like Woodstock 99 was a dumpster fire, like mm-hmm. literally. literally. And like Limp Biscuit was there and like that's like the height of like bubblegum pop and like all the stuff they're talking about in Josie and the Pussycats. Mm hmm. Where I I think like if I was Gen Z, if I was, you know, Danny Elephant and um and uh what's their name? Deborah Deborah Kaplan. Yeah. Like as a Gen Xer, I would probably feel some type of way. Mm Mm-hmm. Just watching you know, everything, just all these people sell out, like all this all your ideals basically like like you're like sold out like, now yeah like it means nothing mm-hmm. like wasn't that like the motivation i guess for this film just seeing all that happening in real time i guess and like you said the 90s i don't know like the nirvana of it all just yeah man jaxers are so cool they really messed us up for us but you know they're really cool oh <laughs> <sighs> What else? Any other? Um. Oh, can we talk about the um the TRL scene? It's all the cardboard cutouts. Yeah. And Carson Daly wants to beat Valerie and Melody with a baseball bat. Baseball bats. I don't remember this scene being like that dramatic. Like with you know, like I mean, they don't actually end up hitting them, but it's like the the thought that okay, we're gonna murder you with or, bats. With bats. Yeah, that's how they're gonna go. Like it's not very humane. <laughs> I don't know. I love it, and I also love because like Carson Daly and Tara Reid were dating at the time. Oh, well, I love that, like, in-joke. I didn't know that. That makes sense why they were flirting then as they're, like, trying to kill each other. (laughs) Yeah, no, that whole scene's great. Like, they're, like, that whole set is, like, all, like, even the audience is cardboard. Like, even the camera is, like, fake. It's, like, I don't know. Could you imagine? Truman Show, like. Yeah. Oh, man. If you told, like, five-year-old me. That, like, TRL was all cardboard cutouts and fake. I would have been crestfallen. You would have been like, damn. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was, like, my show. Yeah. Yeah. Carson Daly is a murderer. What was up with the other guy who was, like, doing all those impressions? He was good, but then I found out some weird things about him. Like, what? Like, if you type in Aerie Spears mm-hmm. and Tiffany Haddish, it gets dark. Oh no! And it's like news right now in 2023. Oh yikes! So. I mean, he did do a Bill Cosby impersonation that was a little too good. It was real good. <laughs> Just saying, the pudding, um, the pudding. <laughs> Anything else? Um, Can we touch on the costumes. Oh yeah. So Lisa Evans, she did American Pie and Scooby Doo and Bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. Um, she did the costumes. She did great with those costumes. A plus. What are your favorites? I love the silver, glittery silver sequency. I think it's in the pretend to be nice music video. Ooh. But I love that moment for the pussycats. I love that. I love. I feel like there's so many. Like, um, I like the one like at the end that Josie wears. It's all blue, mm. and it's like the she has like the long coat over her like ensemble is like a sparkly top 
and then it's like a blue long coat with like fur at the top like faux fur and then her her pants are like they have some type of texture it's all just like this very specific shade of blue it's very icy blue i love that icy blue were you inspired nick with your i noticed your eyeshadow is very icy yes color pop i love it but i would say like that look um let me see oh fiona's like she has this over-the-top neck yes. that's like got feathers that really reminds me of like yzma from uh, emperor's new groove yes. like i love her dots the yes. three dots like her party look i love i love that look too i love the fact that like there's so many body stickers in this movie like there's like another outfit that i really liked was josie's like it's like a it's like a leopard dress. Yes. You know, the long leopard the dress. The one where um, Alan M is like, he's like, ooh, you look hot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love that one. Uh, you know what's a plenty in this film? What? Body glitter. Oh, yes. We need to have body glitter again. I, I We're doing all this Y2K business. Yeah. But Fenty is the only like body shimmer on the market right now. Really? Yeah. Why? Urban Decay needs to come back with their little powder puff glitters. Yeah. I We don't see. Mm, you're right. Or like a dessert by Jessica Simpson. I want body glitter and to lick it off. And like lotion. I agree. Like, where's the edible lotion? Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the glitter, edible glitter lotion you that know, sounds like you shouldn't be eating it but it sounds really dirty yeah it, it does you know i wonder if that's what Ludacris is singing about and what's your fantasy what do you mean when what he's part like i want to lick you from your head to your toes because maybe lotion? he's talking about edible body lotion <laughs> maybe okay that's why your fantasy like, is it could be his fantasy who are we to judge he's like a big jessica simpson stan it's all product placement. I don't know. <laughs> Anything else? Um, you know what was really funny, though? There's what? a line where they're talking about chasing trends, and um, they're like, it's good for the economy. Oh, yeah. And it just makes me think about now. Is that what Eugene Levy yes. character? He's like, he yes. plays himself in this, and I love it. I love that he just pops up. And has this like PSA and is like America. He talks about subliminal messages in rock music. Kids don't have bills to pay, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what he says, but he's just like USA. <laughs> I loved it. I mean, I love a good Eugene Levy moment in general. Right. He's just there. I don't know. Anytime I see him, I feel like he's like in every movie, like just secretly just there. Serendipity. He's also in that, which is another 2001 favorite. Love that. Yeah. Really, all the greats came out in 2001. This movie, Serendipity, A Beautiful Mind, you know? Definitely. Yeah. Well, anything else? Because, like, my head is starting to hurt I know these ears. <laughs> take off the ears, Nikki. Don't conform. <laughs> we take them off and I'll be like... Oh, <sighs> maybe I shouldn't conform. <laughs> maybe consumerism's bad. Huh. Maybe I shouldn't shop at TJ Maxx. <laughs> oh.
when I go back in time, I want to meet Snoopy. <laughs> I want a Big Mac. That's what was funny when Tara Reed like gets possessed and she's like, I'm craving a Big Mac. And they're like, Melody, you don't even eat meat. Oh, yeah. She's like, well, <laughs> let's get one anyway. She's like, why not? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. But this movie, I feel like it holds up. It's, um, it makes a lot of good points. I loved all the, like, fisheye, like, yes. angles that they use in this movie. Um, 10 out of 10 cat ears. Yeah. Cat ears are great. I don't know. I thought, I mean, it's, it holds up and that just makes me so happy. I love this movie. I am so glad that people are catching on to Josie and the Pussycats. Good. And I was right. They were wrong. <laughs> Tell Haters them gonna hate. Yeah. But also, this movie is... 10 out of 10. A classic, yeah. Okay, well... But you want to sign us off? Yes. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Follow us at the Late to the Party pod. pod. Rate, review, Rate. subscribe. Yeah, send us movie suggestions. Um, we probably won't listen, but we'll take them. <laughs> We're nonconformists. So. Yeah. <laughs> we'll probably do the opposite. Send in a request. We'll ignore it. We'll do the opposite. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. I'm a punk rock punk.